Welcome to Material, a show all about the Google and Android universe hosted on the Relay Fun Network. This episode of Material is brought to you by Linode. I'm one of your hosts, UX designer Yasmin Evian, and joining me as always, my wonderful co-host, tech columnist Andy Anako. Hello. And app sensation Russell Ivanovich. App sensation? You can download me well, in your app I store today. Teen app sensation. <laughs> well, I, teen app sensation. <laughs> Beloved app I do sensation. Have to, I, I have to give you a congrats, uh, Russell, because because why am I giving Russell congrats? Is that yes, we do have a Google and Android show. That's really who we are. Uh, but you know, throughout the show, I had been teasing you about when are you going to get the Apple, uh, the iOS version of Pocket Cast out? And you finally did release it. It was I think it was like two episodes ago. But what we'd failed to tell everyone is that you got so much high pra- praise that iMore actually named you the best podcasting app on iOS which is pretty amazing. So we want to want to give you a congratulations on the air because we failed to to bring that up. And just to so, be clear, I, I'm more named me the bed po- best podcasting app, not Pocketcast. I'm the best podcasting app. You've got to come to me and get all your podcasts. Um, <laughs> Wired.com, Yasmin, a little little publication known as Wired.com, also named us the best podcasting app on iOS. What? So, so is that. Yeah, two, two publications. <laughs> In all seriousness, no, t- if I could take... 10 seconds out of my day, I just want to thank all of our team because they did an amazing job. This is not a, a solo operation with just me sort of hammering away at a keyboard. There's four of us here and yeah, they all did an amazing job. So congrats team. Yeah, congrats to Shifty Jelly and the rest of the, the team that works on Pocket Cast. It's uh, well-deserved. We love you on Android, one of you know the best uh, podcasting apps. So we're happy that iOS gets to experience that too. Uh, we do have some other bit of follow-up is that, you know, we all thought that Android N was going to be released on August 5th, and we were we were kind of interested in what the Nexus launcher was going to look like. Um, we do we have some... Kind, well, some I don't, I don't we, say we all thought. We ah! we were passing along a rumor that was good enough to pass along while while expressing optimism that we'd was be it, enjoying lots of... Was it Andy that of, said that? Because I don't think I said that. So I'm going to put this one on Andy. See, my, my problem <laughs> is, before the show, Andy and I had a discussion. He's like, I don't think this is likely. Do you think this is likely? I'm like, this is really unlikely. And then on the show, I wanted to hedge my bets. I'm like, you know what? It's possible. I mean, it's within the realms of like, you know, possibilities. I should have just come out and said like, no way ever, like forget about it. And then if I was right, people would have been like, oh my goodness, Russell, you know, he's amazing. And if I was wrong, who's going to remember that? Nobody. So next time, I'm but just now- going to, all my opinions from now on are just going to be down the line, Yasmin. Well, I haven't hit the publish button, so I was the reason I got held back. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, but we do have a correction on one of the things we were talking about, the Nexus launcher. And we were excited that you could actually make it and watch or watch that you could actually use the Google Now launcher in landscape mode. Um, and I thought that was actually a new feature, but it's actually one that's been integrated into the Google Now launcher for quite some time. So th- the thing that you probably don't know, if you don't know that you can do that, now you know a tip, but it's actually found in the Google Now settings. If you go to the, you know, open swipe to Google Now and go into the settings, there's going to be a toggle that lets you turn it on where it says, uh, lands- I think it's uh, landscape mode for for the home screen. Uh, so the funny thing about that is that I use Action Launcher, so I didn't know that that was a setting because when I messed with, I I can't remember if I found it, but when I was trying to, you know, someone sent me this and I was trying to mess with it, my home screen wouldn't change, and it was because, you know, 
it's 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 found in the Google Now setting, so it's like confusing because you think, oh, it's going to be applied to all the launcher, but it's only if you're using the Google Now launcher. So it's kind of a weird place to put it, but then where else would you put it? And I know that uh, Action Launcher has landscape uh, mode available on their app, but that's not all that Action Launcher has done because Action Launcher listen to you know the the news that was going to come up about the Nexus launcher about how they were removing the search bar and how they were going to add this tab with this like nice widget of the date and that they were going to remove which the all apps button which again is that button that you press and you see all of your wonderful Android apps well Chris Lacey being the amazing developer that he is is that he saw that and quickly made those changes so I believe in the beta version you can now go in there and turn on the Alpha Nougat, Nougat, how do you pronounce it? Nougat. (laughs) Two different ways. (laughs) Nougat. You act as though you you grew up in a a country that did not have a Three Musketeers commercial like every Saturday all day long. Different times, different times. I did not. That was not the commercial (laughs) I was With chocolate nougat covered with more milk chocolate. It's Three Musketeers. So, so, so it's great because it's a setting now and you can actually, you know, go in there and mess it and, and change it. But that's not all that Chris did. So now if you swipe up, you can see, you can experience the Nexus launcher of what it, we think is going to be. But Chris and Lacey also listened to the show. And on the show, I believe it was Andy who suggested the soda pop opening sound when you, uh, you know, pull on the tab. There is one thing about this feature, Yasmeen. Um, I'm, I'm friends with Chris Lacey. Like we catch up, funnily enough, mostly in the US once a year for like Google I.O., sometimes in on the East Coast like when Google has various events. But the funny part is, and I think he did this on purpose. I'm convinced he did this on purpose. He added this Easter egg. He heard Andy say it, and it works on every phone Testing. except mine, Yasmeen. And I, I think he knows what mobile <laughs> phone I have. I, I think he knows what he's up to. I don't know if he's looking for my account. He's looking for the Galaxy S7. But I don't get the sound. I'm not good enough for the sound. Oh, no. <laughs> so thanks, Chris. Oh. I'm going to get you back for that one day. But I will say well, that. Well, you have a Samsung device. We can't support it. No, no. It works on the S6. This is the thing. I, th- I think he knew. He Ooh. just knows. He's like, Rusty he is not going to get this noise. Andy will. Yasmin will. I think he's, he's on Team Nexus, funnily enough. But yeah, I will say how awesome it is it that we can just say something on our show and a week later, it just happens. We should, we should, we should ready another list of demands for next week. I, yeah, it's uh, you know Make we already we, we already control Google. <laughs> <laughs> we already tell Google what to do, uh, and now we have in, independent, independent developers. So I think Material is just sitting on a throne, like nothing. Nothing can get to us now. Um, For those that do have Action Launcher and are wondering, how do I set this awesome soda pop, you know, tab opening like sound is you're going to go into the settings of Action Launcher. And I believe this is only in the beta. And then you're going to go into app drawers. And then you're going to long press on the Nogut style, which is an alpha right now. And it's going to give you something that says a little notification that tells you. Material podcast, Easter egg, unlock, long press again to disable. Not a notification. It's a toast. So um, that's oh, really fun. This is fine. how you get I, that. I think this, this is, is awesome. why I wasn't getting the sound. And I think Chris oh, was messing with me because I'm like, that. why didn't I get a sound? He's like, did you turn on the oh, – Chris Lacey. You have to long, the long press on the Nougat style under the all apps, oh, the app drawers. you kidding me. Uh, but it is pretty fun because, you know, Action Launcher has been one of those apps that's been on my phone since forever. And I use Action Launcher on the time. Uh, big, big fan of Chris Lacey. Um, I don't know if I've. Oh, you heard it now. See, yep. you yep. got it. Your audio is way better than mine then. <laughs> 
so it's pretty fun. So I actually was playing, flipping it up and down on the app launcher. So I think what needs to happen now is that Google needs to implement a sound so that people can actually, you know, start using it more often. Because I was playing with that for forever, and I tweeted it out, and some listeners were saying, oh, my goodness, this is amazing. I can't stop playing with it. And it made me really <laughs> thirsty. It made me really thirsty, to be honest. So uh, so anyways, that was a lot of fun. So thanks, uh, Chris, for putting that in there. It's just really yes. fun uh, for, for you doing that. So thank you. Yeah, I, I think that it'd be. I think that operating systems. I mean, system level operating systems, not third, not just third party apps, need that kind of ridiculousness to kind of creep back into it. Back when, back when operating systems were built by like five people who were not even this, in the same building as the rest of the company, there were just these five pirates that just, as long as they made the ship date, that's all anybody cared about, and nobody found out about uh, uh, nobody found out about the uh, about the F Troop uh, theme song that would come up if you inserted a disc with uh, with a, the title f troop in it until they started getting sued by a music company for royalties stuff like that i just dumb stuff that it took that just shows you that people at google are just like us people like apple and microsoft just like us it's three o'clock it's way too early on a friday it's way too early for them to clock out they are just going to work on something stupid until it's four thirty-eight. i i i i Really would like more OS level crazy, stupid, silly, but incredibly satisfying and fun things to be in there to be discovered. Like you, you, yeah, you, you heard the soda pop sound and you had to do it over and over and over again. It reminded me of like the good old days when you found out that if you put a diskette with the right uh, title in it and you insert it into the Mac or the PC, it would start playing a theme song from that show because these system programmers are just like us. It's like. 3.02 p.m. on a Friday, and they can't punch out early, so they have to stick around and do something, but they'll be darned if they will actually do the job they were paid to do, and so they just find – the three people in that cubicle spend 90 minutes putting in an Easter egg that no one will ever find because they just – nobody understands what these five five people are doing so long as they meet their ship date. So that's what that's what I miss. There are too many – it goes through too many, too much testing, too many hands, and too much discussion. If if Apple or Microsoft decided to put a cool Easter egg in their operating system, it would be after nine months and about eleven million dollars for the focus groups on what the clever, hidden, secret, funny Easter egg should be. <laughs> I'm with you there, Andy. Uh, just just little touches in places that you wouldn't expect to find them. You know, about pages. I don't know, maybe like you type something special into your Excel spreadsheet and you get like a, a Mars simulator with the scrolling names of, of all the people that wrote it. I, yeah. I do miss those little touches. Like, uh, do, do you know about the, uh, the, the dinosaur uh, track and field game that's in the, uh, that's in the uh, Google uh, DNS page? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So I think it's when you can't get to a particular web page, you can actually play the dinosaur game with a little dinosaur that's like, eh, you can't get to this website. That's, that's, not, that's not just like a random cartoon of bits. That's actually a game that you can play, yeah. <laughs> so if you didn't cool. know, listeners, and you got that dinosaur and you were so sad that the internet was down, you should be happy. You can play a game on Google uh, Chrome. So, <laughs> yeah, th- those, are, those are the little fun features that, you know, you're upset that, you're not able to get to the website that you need to go to. So at least adding something fun that really kind of alleviates that, I think is like really where, where some of the neat things can happen when you're doing a product. Um, some other fun tidbit of news is that we, you know, we had as a previous guest, Virginia Poltrack, which she's an amazing illustrator and has created a lot of Android Wear watches. Uh, well, she has also created a Tasty Treats shirt, which is all the treats, all the names of Android. Um, so, you know, we have Jelly 
jelly bean, lollipop, marshmallow. We even got nougat got added to that ice cream sandwich. Um, you know, all these, all, the, all, all of them are on there. So nine, I'm counting right now. There are nine of them. And this was actually released. Um, it was a few, a few weeks back, but she did a re-release. So if you missed out on that and we're going, oh no, I wish I really would have bought a shirt is that yeah, there is 12 of them, not nine of them. Oh, I can't count. So <laughs> yes, there's 12 Android, uh, versions of Android. Yeah. All right. Anyways. I guess it's the beginning of the show and it's already time for me to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to say, Yasmin, I first clicked through this page and I'm like, oh, boring, grey, another grey shirt. But I looked down the bottom, my eyes were drawn, there's material green down the bottom here. It's not called material green, but I'm convinced this is why Virginia picked it. You've got the, the material green with the 12 logos on there. Looks looks pretty nice. It's it's slick. It is very slick. So yeah, go go get your hands on that. We'll put the link in there so you can go buy it. Um, there is only there's going to be like over a week remaining when this actually ships of the the dates left to buy the shirt. But don't miss out because you know I'm you, if you missed out last time, she just re released it and you don't want to miss out again. I will say, speaking of being a materialist and buying all the things, we talked about the Note Five last week. My finger may have slipped on the Samsung website, and I did pre-order the black one. I want, really wanted the blue one, but what? it's not available in Australia because we're not special enough for blue, apparently. We get gold, we get silver. I saw the silver one in the store. I'm not a huge fan of the way that thing picks up fingerprints. It's almost like it's reflective like glass. So I went, ended up going for the black one, and I think it ships on the 18th. I don't know why any of you care, but I did it. I'm sorry. Ah, did I well, say something I'm wrong? Sure- Yes, yeah, you said the Note 5, which would be an exciting <laughs> thing to buy on eBay. That's right. I, I really want this eBay deal, everybody. What a bargain. What a bargain. <laughs> uh, well, while you were buying the Note 5, I got the Note 7. No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, that's – I'm – I'm not going to say it. No, I'm going to say it. I'm jealous. I'm jealous that you got the Note 7. Uh, it looks like a pretty sweet phone. And uh, there's only one more question left to ask. Can I have your S7 Edge? No, I believe there's already a long line of people that want that. People who, <gasps> no! like you, Yasmin, have told me for many, many months that they hate Samsung and it's the worst and I'll never use Samsung. Suddenly, <laughs> when I don't need my S7 anymore, they're like, oh, can I have it? Can you send it to me? Can you? I'm like, I thought you didn't well, like these. Well, I just want to try it. I can't actually buy it with my money, but if it's a gift, then it's not really like I'm buying it, you know? It's different. It's different. But the <laughs> well, screen we're is so bendy. What, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we're, we're excited to see what you think of the Note 7 because um, it looked pretty sweet, so I can't wait till till you get it. And no, there's not going to be any uh, races of phones of who's going to get the Note 7 first. It's just going to be Russell. Russell's going to get it. I win. It's like the (laughs) O word that we're not allowed to say. Like, I I think I won it. Olympus? Limbic. Lymphic system. (laughs) The O lymphic system that processes our blood and brings white cells through our body because we'll have to pay somebody $18 if we say the O word. Yes, I That's did, just did visit Mount Olympus. It actually costs less expensive to say Oprah than the <laughs> interlinked, interringed uh, athletic thing that's happening south of the border this week. Which is interesting because on the official Google blog, uh, they have the Go Bananas for 2016 Doodle Fruit Games. It's the Fruit Games, it's not the Olympus Games. And hmm. yeah, you have all these fun little. Have either of you tried these? It's, all these fun little games you can play on. Yeah, it's. 
it's hugely ambitious. It's not just it's like not this. I'm used to I'm used to these like oh here's the Pony Express. So okay, if you go up down up down up down, it's no. There's like this entire suite of games that uh, if it were on the Play Store, it would be a free download that would be tricking your four, five, and eight year old children into spending twenty dollars every eight minutes to buy more fruit. Uh, it's actually like fa- fun, like little arcade games that again, some somebody's job was to design all of these games and. God bless all of them. <laughs> the games are they're pretty fun. I've been playing that on my mobile phone because you can play it on your mobile device, like, and it actually works really well. Um, so it's been it's been really fun uh, to play that. Yeah, I just, but, I just don't but, know what the that they're 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 clearly trying to find the connection to uh, to Rio, and so it's the opening montage seems to be some sort of a, like an Ipanema Beach sort of bar where you would have like tropical fruit drinks and it's all the fruit that are like doing all these Olympic games. Uh, like there's blueberries that are being chased by what have to duck. One of the games are blueberries rolling that are going to be chased by watermelon that will squish them. If then a lot, a lot of the inter- introductory uh, video from the Google doodle doodle, it looks like a lot of these fruit are like in terror of like being crushed to death by other fruit. Uh, and I don't think that's in the spirit of the original Olympic games, maybe in the 2058, post-apocalyptic robot-driven Olympic Games. Perhaps we'll have something like that. Uh, but mo- mostly it's non-death. I was, uh, I, was, I was doing the racing game. I was doing the kayaking game. Uh, it was, yeah, <laughs> I've been distracted every time I needed to do a search. Uh, and, it's, and it is <laughs> everywhere, which is, which is also fun. Because if, if, the, the, if you're using Google now, every time you see the Google logo, you can tap into there and start <laughs> screwing around with games. You want, I think, they're, I think the, Google just felt like they were... Uh, this Pokemon Go game that's distracting everybody away from their jobs and keeping people in, inside another environment where it's making money for other people. This will not do. That's our job. Keep, we're trying to keep people in our environment, making them make money for us. Yeah, I think it's cool. I want to. I want to see more of this stuff. I don't. It, it's funny. People always, as a software developer, we get this leveled at us. They're like, "But if you did this, how did you spend time doing that?" I'm like, "Well, we don't. It's not like a, a process where one thing like stops the other. If someone's working on, you know, this stuff, that doesn't mean that some aspect of Android is, you know, out there getting neglected. Like, it's it's you, you can do both. You can have the fun parts and the serious parts." Yeah, and also there's such a thing as AIS syndrome, or I'm sorry, AIS if you don't want to be using the term, as no, known as. Uh, euphemism for backside in seat syndrome that if uh, if there are things that just simply keep you in the chair in front of the screen in front of the keyboard that keeps you from leaving the office and doing other things that make it less likely that a eight minute break that will turn into an eight hour break so on that basis if you can if if someone finds something to do that doesn't take that that doesn't take them away from the office that's actually productive also the brain really likes to have other challenges to other challenges to work on uh so i yeah i mean it's not like there's a fixed amount of attention that any company collectively has so i don't know why people are are, play play the fruit games and then you'll then you'll you know you'll you'll you'll, you'll be less uptight about how other people are spending their time i think i think that's how, how it goes um, one last thing, though, uh, for chat, we keep talking about uh, what we're hoping for for the next Nexus phones, but also uh, there are a lot of people for whom they would love to have the Note 7, they would love to have like the very latest top-of-the-line phone, but they only have like three or 400 bucks, so they can only afford like the mid-range phone, a good mid-range one. Uh, because uh, we're looking forward to new Nexus phones in just about a month or two, boy, the prices of uh, flagship Nexus phones are just 
plummeting, plummeting, plummeting. Right now, it's very, very easy to get a Nexus 6P, I think, uh, for uh, $3.99 on Amazon. Uh, I think Best Buy uh, and certain certain uh, online uh, pages have them. Uh, so it's not like it's a, you have six hours to get this flash deal. It's like, no, you go to the site, you pick your color, for, you get the 64-gig model for $399. Uh, and, of course, it will be, oh, my God, you're stuck with the, 20, late, the late 2015 model. But it's a superb phone, big screen, terrific camera, aluminum body. Uh, so if really that is your budget, you might not necessarily want to wait a couple of months to just to confirm that, oh, God, I really, I really wish I could get the $689 one, but I certainly can't afford it. Oh, well, I guess I'll have to get the plastic-bodied one that costs a lot less money than that. It definitely is a, a great phone. So if you are if, – if, like, if you're looking for a phone and, like Andy said – I'm not going to be able to drop the 700 or so that it's going to take to to buy the next Nexus. You know, this is definitely a great deal. Um, but if you can hold off and you're saying, oh, I I might tell you, maybe hold off because usually they get announced uh, end of October. So in a couple of months. So we're August, September, October. So about three more months, if you can wait three more months I, and you have the money, then I would hold off on that because I made the mistake of buying a phone in like July. I think it was the Nexus 4. And as much as I love that phone, when the Nexus 5 came out, you know, I was like, oh, I want the Nexus 5, but I just bought the Nexus 4. So I, you know, it wouldn't be wise for me to do that. So, you know, tips from Yasmin, just uh, know that it's coming. So in my new Russell's definitive, like, you know, out there answers, I'm going to say buy it now. If you want a Nexus 6P, go grab it while it's cheap, especially if you're Well, yeah, in if, the you're, US. if you're Russell, if you're Russell. <laughs> no, because you see, if the next Nexus is terrible, that. and I'm not saying that it will be, it'll probably be amazing. But if it's terrible, people can look back on this and be like, oh, Russell knew it was going to be terrible. He told you to buy the 6P <laughs> while it was cheap. What a smart man. Buy a Note 5 and a Note 7 while you're at it as well. <laughs> but I don't think Russell, I don't think we'll be able to buy those phones, keep buying all these phones, unless we read a sponsor ad. Oh, nice one, Yasmin. This episode is brought to you by uh, Linode. And Linode is a combination of high-performance SSD Linux servers spread across eight data centers around the world, which makes Linode a fantastic solution for your server infrastructure. You can get a server up and running in literally under a minute. Plans start at just $10 a month. And now the base level plan comes with two gigabytes of RAM, which on a server, that's that's a decent amount of RAM. Um, you'll be able to choose your resources, which uh, Linux distro you want to use, where in, in the world you want it located. And it's all just a few clicks. You know, you don't have to get down into the command line if you don't want to. It's just click, 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 and you've got a VPS sort of sitting there. And some of the things you might want to use this for. So maybe you want to run your own private Git server. You know, you don't want to host it out you know on github or somewhere like that you want to host a large database you want to run a mail server you want to just crunch some numbers on a server like we we do a whole bunch of stuff um with the back end of pocket cast where we download many many terabytes of data a day and sort of churn through that and we just do that on a on a, a linode vps and like i said you've got the ssd storage you've got a 40 gigabit network um you have the power to get all your tasks done so if you're a listener of this show and you're thinking, hey, this this sounds like something you know we'd be into. Linode.com, linode.com slash material is where you want to go. And not only will you be supporting us by going there, but you'll also get $20 towards your first Linode plan. And it's a seven-day money-back guarantee. So nothing lost. You know, if you find out it's not for you or it's you know it's too powerful or whatever, that's that's fine. So linode.com slash material to sign up and take advantage of that $20 credit. Or you can use the promo code MATERIAL20 at checkout. We want to thank Linode so much for supporting this show and all of RelayFM. So as we all know, we, we talked a little bit about the Olympi- 
I don't know. I don't know if I can finish that <laughs> sentence. I, I don't want to. I think we've already used up all of our, our sponsor money to with one with one of these words. Um, but I've been really enjoying the the Summer Olympics. Um, just like a fun tidbit about me is that my husband and I started dating during the Olympics. Uh, what was it? Two thousand eight Olympics. And so the Summer Olympics. So every so every year the summer or every year every four years when I watch the Summer Olympics, it's kind of a reminder of like, oh, you know, we started dating four years ago, or now it's been eight years ago. And so I'm watching the summer uh, the Olympics. The opening ceremony for Rio, and I'm s- sitting next to our daughter, and so it was just one of those moments where I'm like, "Oh man, like just it's 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 wild um, what can happen in those four years." Uh, so I I love the Olympics. I'm actually I, you know I enjoy sports, but I'm not one of those uh, sports fans that really enjoys looking at all the different you know like sports and, and follows all of those. But when it comes to Olympics, like I don't know what it is. I am just like, "Oh, this is cool!" Like these are the people who have trained so hard. Uh, to get here and now they're succeeding and able to do it like it's just like such a a, f- a fun thing for me to watch um, and the fun thing about it is that you know you you get to see all those tear jerker commercials you know that are just like oh like what you know what what is uh, some Olympics of like some parents raising Olympians and all that stuff uh, <laughs> my parents made another... <laughs> me get up at 4 a.m every day exactly. seven days a week and I hated it but look at me now Exactly. And then everyone's like, yeah, yeah, it's like, I hated this, but now, now I understand. <laughs> thanks, mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, thanks, mom and dad. <laughs> I, w- I will, before, I do have some Google news, news to add to the Google, the Olympics. Um, but one thing that I do think is really neat is that this is actually the first year that the Olympics have had the, a refugee team. Uh, so it is full of people that are, you know, refugees from other countries. And so they're competing under the Olympic flag. And so for me, like, that was a really cool moment uh, to be able to see that. Um, so anyways, Olympics Olympics are really fun. But with that is, you know, you get to see some some of the commercials that they have going on. And I'm going to admit, you know, you know I'm the biggest Google and Android uh, fangirl here. But the Apple commercial that they have uh, was it got me a little teary-eyed. It was the shot with, shot with an iPhone commercial. And it was uh, talking about you know, that we are more alike than we are unalike. And so it had all these pictures of people from different countries. And I was like, oh, like Apple, like, yes, you're tugging at my heartstrings. I'm with you. But then Google took a different approach. And I actually think it is hilarious approach. I don't know if you've seen an ad they've been running during the Olympics. Um, They have a Google Photos free up your storage ad. And it's these awesome, uh, it's this awesome commercial of where people are taking pictures of if it's like selfie. And then as soon as they take the picture, you get this uh, sound that sounds like it may be coming from a non-Android device. Uh, maybe an Apple one. I don't know. And then it says storage full. There's no more room on your phone, you know, done settings. And then like another picture of someone else doing climbing. I think it's like this amazing mountain. And then they get that that same error. So uh, the the ad is done really, really well. And at the end, someone's like taking a picture of like, it looks like Bigfoot. And then it says storage full. There's no more room on your phone. And the person's just like, ah, crap. Like, this is so annoying. And then they go into Google Photos and saying, you know, free up your space. They they have this this feature in Google Photos where the app, the photos that have been uploaded into Google Photos can be deleted off your phone so you don't have to worry about all the space that you're using. And so I just thought it was like the perfect ad um, in which, you know, it's available on iOS and Android. So it was just telling you like, hey, come, come get uh, some Google Photos and free up some space. They threw <laughs> some shade. It was pretty funny. 
Yeah, especially when you get to things like <laughs> it's like a, this once in a once in a lifetime shot of Bigfoot. Oh, sorry, you're out of storage. Or like, oh no, it's the baby's first step. Okay, I'm sorry, you're out of storage. Yeah, that's it's because that, that's a pain that everybody knows. It's there number time the, the number of times that I have cursed my otherwise beloved phone has been. Yeah, boy, what a great photo I'm going to be describing to other people that I was not able to take because of some reason that was unrelated to me pushing the button at exactly the right time for this perfect photo. Uh, but I, I'm, I think it's great. I, I love that's one of the reasons why I love Google Photos. I'm still not quite there yet. Where when it t- asks me, hey, do you know that I can basically delete 384 megabytes of storage on your on your device because you, everything's safely backed up? And I'm like, oh wow, that's. Uh, I, uh, that's okay. I'll wait till I get home and I can copy everything physically off of the phone and onto a hard drive because now I know what it was like for my mom or my dad saying, we better take the batteries out of the remote controller. We're going to be on vacation for two weeks. We don't want it to start a fire. Like, dad, that's not how de- That's not how AA <laughs> batteries work. Like, I, just, I'll, I'll, I won't worry about it if I just take the batteries out. Just leave me alone. See, I, I think this ad is brilliant because I've seen so much of my friends and family, I and mean, I've had this problem as well. You go to an event, you'll see them open their iOS camera roll and start deleting photos. I'm like, what are you doing? They're like, well, I'm out of space. Like, I want to take five photos. I have to now choose which five photos to delete. I'm like, what What are you doing? This is such a real problem for so many people. And it's not – people assume it's just, you know, Apple sells 8-gig models. They used to. They sell 16-gig models. That's quite – on the lean side, it's not just those people. Like I know people that buy 32 gig phones, like fill them up to the brim and then they'll go to snap something. They'll be like, ah, oh, and they'll spend, you know, two minutes just choosing which photos to delete so they can take another three photos. That This is a brilliant thing to advertise to so just go, hey, you tick this box. If you really want it, like we can take all the photos off your phone, we can put them online and then you get you get all your storage back. And I think the the brilliance, uh, the brilliance, the, the brilliantness, I don't know what the word is, of this is that on the Apple side of things, you, they do have exactly the same feature in, in their photo storage, but they limit you to five gigabytes. You know, you get five gigabytes free. And then what you start getting is, and I hope Google doesn't add about this, so many pop-ups. I get these on my phone daily. They'll be like, hey, you should upgrade your iCloud storage. They email you, hey, you should upgrade your iCloud storage. I'm like, I don't want to upgrade my iCloud storage. Like, I understand... You know, you want to pay for the feature, that's fine. It's a good feature, but it is really annoying to get those, hey, your iCloud thing is out of out of space. Yeah. I mean it's 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 also gonna it's also kind of a big deal. I've I was kind of surprised, for instance, when the note uh, the Note seven came out and at least in the US you can only get it with sixty four gigs, which doesn't seem like a small amount of storage until you get three or four weeks in. And if only for now I'm not I'm not gonna name names. This would be true of any good award-winning recently recognized podcasting app but what i the my podcast app works best if it automatically downloads stuff in the background and so i don't have to like be in the middle of a parking lot wondering oh i really want to listen to this on the on the drive home but okay i guess i have to spend a dollar 13 to to download it there there may actually be already a feature involved i don't know Oh, what? I know oh, there's one I'm on sorry. Android. Are we trying to leak features here, This is not what we do on this show. I will say, Wait. though, Andy, in, in Australia sorry, here, the, the Note 7 comes with 64 gig as well. And if you pre-order, you get a 256 gig SD card as well. So that's – you can add those numbers up. 312 gigabytes of storage, I believe. I may have done the math. Yeah. Right. 
I mean, it's it's, it's yeah, it's, it's it's different when you have the availability of an SD card. But remember, the the six P last year was, uh, I think they had was there a one twenty eight gig model available. But either way, you didn't you didn't get an SD card slot, so it was like yikes. But I'm, I'm sorry, all, all, all I was going to say is this. So I, I I have my I have Pocket Cast set to like download all there's there's like maybe a dozen episodes, dozen shows I really really like that said I don't care. Just whenever you're home connected to Wi Fi, just download them and don't delete them until I can at least take a look at them and decide. And that's the that's the reason why I'm there. Like in the in the in, in, in below a beautiful sunset, like deciding, okay, answer me this. Already listened to that. Great. Uh, 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 WTF? Okay, don't want to listen to him. Don't want to listen to him. Don't listen to them. Don't listen to him. Oh, dang it! Touch on how much? Okay, definitely got to save that one. Meanwhile, the sun's getting lower and lower and lower. It's just, the it's the, the it's great to have so much storage on your phone that you can have everything you could possibly want on it. But then that's why it becomes really 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 important that you can free up space whenever you desperately need it like again you wind up with a photo of the sun not exactly above the horizon but maybe starting to slip below the horizon when you really wanted to take a picture of the sun above the horizon (laughs) i think the the last thing i want to say about this ad is i often have a problem when um, you know, big companies come out and attack each other because these are huge, massive global corporations and there's there's no underdogs. There's no like, you know, big company, small company. They're all giant companies. But the thing I like about this ad is it's not a direct attack on Apple. It's more like, hey, this is a real problem that people have. Yes, it's a problem maybe like on iOS. It's kind of a problem on Android as well if you don't use Google Photos. Here's a solution. I, I, I do like that. It's better than just saying, hey, you know, all Apple people are sheep and you're all sheep and isn't being a sheep terrible? Like, you know, some companies like, Samsung might have you know done ads like that in the past. Yeah, I think it's I think it's mostly because people use the def- whatever the default app and the default backup services. So your app, uh, Google's going to get a lot more uh, bang for the buck if they make iPhone users think about downloading the special app that didn't come pre-installed. Yeah, I think the, the one of the biggest selling features of Google Photos is when they said or you know when they said. It is going to be free with the high resolution. Like that was one of the big things. I remember when it was announced at Google I.O., we were like, what? And so and the fact that it's available on iOS and Android really, really helps because um, our family is actually using Google Photos. And, you know, I have some iOS family members. You know, I respect everyone regardless of their technology choices. And I finally I finally I got all the Android users to to use Google Photos. That was like pretty easy. Everyone's like, okay, but there is some reluctant iOS users. And I was like, please just download Google Photos. It's available on iOS and Android. And this allows everyone for us to have a shared family, um, you know, album so everyone can see all the pictures of everyone and they did it and they love it. So if you haven't already downloaded Google Photos, um, go check it out because I know that even the the people that are like so headstrong against Google, I'm not naming any names, Casey Liss, actually really love uh, Google Photos. So so there we go. Endorsement endorsed by Casey Liss. Not really. I can't say that. <laughs> I think you could say that. He doesn't listen to the show. He'll never know. So we're in the trouble with a five ring sporting event now. And now we're going to get sued by Casey Liss's people. Bring it on, Casey. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is one of the great things about having, like, make sure you have different, like, register voices on the show so we can identify who is saying the litigious things. Each year. I, I, think, I think that we're well, doing Casey good splitting, splitting them up by, all, by threes, but... <laughs> 
So some other fun things about that sport with the five rings is that Google has these awesome like uh, things built into their search. Uh, one of the things that we talk about on the show is how powerful the Google search is. And the cool thing about the Google search is if you start typing in like Rio Olympic Games or Olympic Games Rio 2016, it's going to provide you an Olympic Games uh, actual like search screen, which there's going to be an overview, which tells you featured events. And it even tells you like medal standings, like how many... Um, medals does each country have? United States is currently leading with 22 total medals, but China is leading with the most gold medals. So I'm able to see that. And hey, look who is on third place, Australia. Russell, they got some love for you there. We dominate. Uh, can I just can say, see- I'm going to pause this podcast right here. We're a country of only 23 million people, and we're dominating some of these bigger countries at the Games. I, I don't know why that makes me proud. I'm not a, an Olympic athlete, but there's, there's some kind of nationalism going on here, which we don't normally have in Australia. When it comes to the Olympics, everyone's like, Australia, the flags come out of nowhere. I'm like, where did you get that flag from? I've never seen that flag before. Just <laughs> the whole country goes crazy. It's awesome. It's really funny, though, because if you if you watch in the opening ceremony when all the countries come in, um, you know, we obviously root for USA and we root for Mexico. Um, we also root for Burkina Faso, which is a country in, in Africa that um, a dear uh, it's, he's a brother to us, is from. and But now when Australia came on, I was like, Australia, yeah, am I rooting for Australia now? Like, I feel like there's a connection there. Right, so, I'm just going to have to stop um, you there, so- Yasmin. You can't use that word in relation to supporting Australia. I don't want to get into it on the show, but oh, that, gosh, no, it actually no, means I something saw- completely different here. And I all saw- the Australians are I'm just no. giggling to themselves last night, I'm I sure. just remembered... There is no rooting of any sort de- done for any of these countries, okay? Australian listeners. I will say Except really, for in the Olympic I'm Village cheering. after the event is over. <laughs> hey, Not so, before the event, I will after say, the event. This feature is really cool. I, I googled who else? Usain Bolt, because who doesn't love Usain Bolt? And you've got an overview of you know, you know, who he is, what he's done. You've got the Olympic schedule of all the events he's competing in, which you can click through and you know you can see when it's on. It tells me he's in the men's you know, 4 by 100 the men's 200 the men's 100 foot. A feature that people use every day, assuming you know most people in the world Google, that's that's what the stats are. It is really cool to see that information aggregated and, and compiled in a really nice way. Yeah, it's really organized amazingly. Like you said, you can search by athlete. You can even search by country. Um, and if you're only, or even if you're only interested in a specific a specific um, sport. So as you know, a UX designer that you know also does information architecture. Whoever handled this was amazing. So high five to you. Yeah, I mean that's that's that's, that's something that Google does exceptionally well, just by trying to figure out. Okay, let's try to. We'll, we'll definitely give this person the search results that they asked for, but let's try to figure out why they were looking for that name at this time. And that's sort of the. There is, I know that one of the mantras of design is uh, to have as uncluttered as uh, a screen as possible and not put anything that's not necessary to the function that has been requested. But one of the nice things about the nature of the Google search page is that they have that big gutter on the right, and they can. That's that's the guessing gutter. It's saying, I don't know exactly. I can't predict why you chose that, but here's a reason why a lot of people are looking for that. And so we we're, we're trying to help you to not even have to click on any of the links that we're giving you because maybe this is the reason why you actually went there. I want to add one more bit uh, is that, you know, of course you can search for in the Google search and it's going to provide you all the results. But one of the prompts that Google gave me as I was searching for it is it would allow me to put that as a home screen, that search on the home screen. So right now I actually have it in place of where the all apps icon would be. So currently the rose is for Rio Olympics, but 
you know, that's probably going to change in two weeks because Rio Olympics will be no more. So for now, Rio Olympics has uh, has my heart. So it's it's really cool. If you are interested in the Olympics, go search for it and then go add that to your home screen because I think it's going to be a fun fun thing for you to see. But yeah, we're going to use the guessing gutter to try to figure out. Here's I bet that you wanted to know the cast of this movie, and that's why you were searching for Miss Pettigrew lives for a day, and you were trying to figure out if I was the same woman who was Chief Marge in Fargo. Yes, it was, and therefore, oddly enough, prevent you from even having to click through any of the links that it's actually uh, it's actually provided to you. Uh, and I've I've been using search uh, the search app for iOS a lot more. Uh, the I used to think that the search app for iOS was kind of at a big, big disadvantage or maybe wasn't terribly useful because unlike uh, on Android devices where obviously it's everywhere, you got the search box everywhere, you got Google Now, just a swipe to the left, whereas you would have to explicitly launch this app. Uh, it's uh, on iOS, I've, I've got an iPad Pro, and it works in a split screen mode. And I find myself uh, over the past three weeks keeping Google, the Google search app in a little column to the right of whatever thing that I'm working on. Because number one, Google now will keep me, will give me my nice little moments of desired distraction of here's what's happening right now that I might want to actually take a look at. Uh, and also when I do a search, uh, I can yes, I can create a new tab in Google Chrome uh, on on iOS, but then I'll have a new tab with search results, and then when I click through, they'll create more tabs. Whereas the search app on the on the uh, uh, on the right will just always have one page, no clutter. It won't be uh, hammering my CPU. Uh, so I'm really, really it's it's an app that I've had for eons, but now only now am I really have I opened up my heart on iOS and welcomed search to it. Um, there's another, but there's another really cool thing that uh, Google is doing for the Olympics. We've talked about games. We've talked about search results, uh, but they've, uh, they have this really, really cool piece of, I don't know. I don't think you'd call it video, uh, but it's called beyond the map. It's a documentary site. Uh, and the link will be uh, in the show notes. If you go to beyondthemap.org, uh, you can go there right now, but it's also going to be in the show notes. And what it is, is it's a interactive documentary about the favelas uh, in, in Rio de Janeiro. Uh, and uh, I actually was at a conference uh, last year at the University of Colorado with somebody who was an expert on these communities in Rio that are they're fascinating because it's sort of like what a city what you get the impression that this is what cities will be like in the next 500 years because um if most people if they have an understanding of if they believe they have an understanding of what a favela is they say oh this is this poor district of rio where people just live in shacks and they're mostly they're they're little tiny streets that are like unpaved and unmapped but it's actually an interestingly fluid community with a lot of rich culture that are that's unique to that community, even though it's not necessarily divided into uh, postal districts and voting districts. It's just, again, it's like a, it really causes you to listen and think about what the term community means. But the problem is that because it is so fluid, you don't have necessarily an address. And so if you have a business that's located in the favela, there's no there's very it's very hard for other people to get to your address because no one can really find it and if these addresses and these uh, the organization is rather fluid it's hard to predict well how do I get from here to there if I want to be there at four o'clock how do I get out of there and be someplace else at seven so Google has actually has also for over the past couple of years uh, teamed up with a local NGO uh, grupo cultural Afrorege that's 
using all their technology to map the favelas. Uh, they say that uh, – here's a statistic right from uh, the Google site uh, saying that one in five Rio residents live in favelas, but only 0.001% of the city's favelas appear on the map. That means that 1.4 million people have no addresses to list on job applications or bank accounts and aren't able to access many economic opportunities, essential services, even basic rights as citizens. Uh, the quote that comes from uh, the documentary that uh, was so – potent that I had to write it down was a big part of having an identity is having an address. Uh, and so uh, the documentary itself is fascinating, not only for the really great stories it tells about uh, some of the people who live there and what daily life is like there, uh, but also because of the technology and how well they're integrating stuff. It starts off with uh, a host that's in 360-degree video uh, that you can just simply – that introduces here's what the documentary is about, here's what the topic is about. Uh, and if you want, you can, of course, spin and, and, and look around as she's talking and sort of turn your back to her. And uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't wearing – this is such a weird thing. I wasn't even wearing like Google Cardboard or anything like that. I don't think it even worked with Google Cardboard. But there are times when I felt like I was – I'm not kidding. I felt like I was being rude by like turning around and looking at the cathedral and saying, oh, I should really – oh, she's saying something else. Oh, I better turn around and make sure I'm paying attention to her. I don't want her to think that I'm not that I'm not glad that she's here introducing the video. Uh, and then they then of course they they take you uh, on the back of a motorcycle through the favelas to get to the next place. And again, 360 degree video. And this is the power of VR and the power of 360 degrees. It's just it's something as simple as I'm going to take you on a ride from here to there. It's not a water slide. There are no orcs that are going to swipe at you in, in wonderful 3D fashion. It's just the ability to look around and see. Oh, here are the shops that they're passing through here are the people that are sort of like casually clinging to the wall as they see these three motorcycles uh, passing through uh but then you get to places that it's the, the next person introduces the next video and there are little markers as you turn around so you can basically look and get more detail in the buildings that you're talking to get map info they've got a full 3d mapping of uh, what this district looks like so you get a very very intense uh, sense of place uh, so it's a wonderful bit of storytelling that really shows that what all this technology can do and it also you know there's uh, we 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 often Often, one of the one of the hallmarks of this uh, of the show uh, of our understanding of Google is that it's always Google is always this balance of really cool, really wonderful, and also kind of creepy, depending on how you want to express it. Uh, and when you talk about their desire to map everything and collect every piece of information, yeah, there's one way to articulate that that seems a little bit creepy that you can works to your advantage if you're uh, a CEO of Apple and you're trying to sell more phones than Android phones. But then there are this, there's stuff like this that uh, that that's their expression of uh, how they want to do this. It I don't not, I'm not sure that it uh, that uh, it adds much to their business to map out this district in Rio uh, this, uh, this these communities in Rio de Janeiro. But it's hard to deny that this helps out that community a great great deal, and it's hard to tell uh, to predict what kind of effect just the effect of having good maps is going to have on these communities five or 10 years from now. Yeah, I think it's amazing, Andy, because I think people often forget, this kind of comes back to our previous point, that there's actually people working in these companies who are passionate about this stuff. Like, I know companies exist to make money and they exist to make profit and Google exists to keep you in their ecosystem and, and so on and so forth. But it's undeniable, you know, that there are passionate people that, that care about this sort of thing who who want to do these projects and maybe there's a long-term benefit, you know, for Google. Maybe there's not. Like, I think it's just, you know, you see a group of people and they're like, this is something good good that we can do and we can share this with the world and if it does nothing else but help these people and maybe make a few more people you know feel better about google then 
you know, you've, you've achieved both outcomes, which I, I think is amazing. And I, it reminds me, I sat down and I did, there's a, an experience in, on the Vive, uh, HTC Vive VR called Apollo 11. And it actually sits you down, you know, for the presidential address of, you know, why do we go to the moon? And you're sitting physically in a room with a projector next to you where this is playing, you know, on the wall. And you're in like a, you know, 50s sort of era house. You know, everything is kind of that era. And then you actually board the, um, I was going to call it the shuttle, but it's not. It's a rocket, you know, that goes to the moon. And it takes that storytelling to like another level. And this is something I'm really excited for going forward. You know, Google's got their, um, you know, their VR project, you know, coming up later this year. Motorola was kind of hinting at this as well. They were really excited to do, you know, storytelling in in 3D and that sort of thing. I think this is really cool because it's it's another dimension to actually feel like you're physically in some of these places. You know, you look at pictures of Rio and you're like, okay, that's that's pretty. And then someone shows you a, a picture of a Flavelle and you're like, okay, that's that's interesting. But actually being able to look around, I think, gives you something else entirely that you just don't get and maybe even can't get from from pictures. Yeah, I've been really, really intrigued with the favelas. Um, I was watching one of the videos on YouTube, and it was just fascinating uh, just what the community is. Um, And, you know, it is a lot of these places uh, are extreme poverty, but what that does is it it empowers people to be really creative with the tools that they have Um, because it's, you know, when you have to make use of things that you may not have excess of, you have to get really, really creative with some of the stuff. So um, it was just really fascinating uh, to, to see the kind of the creativity that was happening uh, between all of that. But I'm just really, really interested in uh, Bra- Rio's uh, like Brazilian, like the culture is just fascinating because there are so many different identities and cultures that are being wrapped into Rio. And I think in the opening cer- ceremony, they really touched on that and they, they embraced it and they shared like, this is our history however that may be, this is who we are and this is what makes up um, our, our country, you know. And so uh, it was, it's really, really fascinating and it's, um, it's really cool that, that Google is doing that because I think the, I, I was looking at Beyond the Map, the documentary stuff, and like it just looks so cool. So I'm definitely going to be spending more time on going Beyond the Map and seeing if I can get it on Google Cardboard because that, be, that would be pretty sweet. So um, it's, it's pretty neat. And that's kind of the fun thing why we love Google. You know, it's it's finding out how Google integrates into our daily lives and events that are happening around the world. So shout out to yeah. the, the team that did that. Yeah, and that, that it's a, I, I'm not faulting any other company, Microsoft or Apple or others, for not doing this sort of stuff. This is something that Google is in is uniquely in a position to do. They are a services company that can articulate the stuff they do in a hundred thousand different ways. Apple can't make a hundred thousand different pieces of hardware or a hundred thousand different kinds of laptops. They are a hardware company, and everything has to be filtered through that. But I'm great that I'm just so pleased that uh, Google dis, uh, Google takes all this talent they have and all the resources, and they will just simply do. I think fundamentally, any idea that seems like a good idea, uh, we keep. Uh, Hearing about how the part of the reorganization uh, as a, as an alphabet uh, umbrella company is that they're doing fewer real moonshots and more. We'll, you'll be a moonshot for the first three years, but after three years, we're going to have to start asking you: At what point does this dog powered washing machine start making us money? <laughs> you know, we you, thank you, thank you for for helping us make a cool video about your dog powered washing machine and how it's going to change the planet. At this point, how are we going to manufacture? 
manufacture and sell these. But nonetheless, there's uh, enough attention that they have and enough resources they have to just keep churning out these cool ideas that you don't hear about until someone passes you a link and you find out that and you find yourself instead of going for the one hour bike ride you're supposed to go on going on a quick trip to the store because you just spent a half an hour looking at this video you had just heard about and making sure you bookmarked it in three different places because you want to come back to it when you get back home google helping you waste time should that be their tagline no i mean waste time but don't feel guilty about it (laughs) but don't feel guilty about it productively spending your free time you know you know waste free time free time your time is our money (laughs) <laughs> I like it. Also, I'd like to point out last week, you know, we gave a show, we gave a free tip to app developers and they took it straight on board, you know, the, the tab sound. This week, we've given a free tip for hardware developers. You know, if you want to make a dog-powered washing machine, you can have the idea for free. Again, royalty-free. <laughs> uh, I don't know what license we're putting on it, but you don't. All you have to do is discredit us, you know, when you become rich and famous. You just, you just got to call it the material. Russell, you're so very generous with my ideas. Thank you. <laughs> oh. Bless you. Yes, I said we. They were both Andy's ideas, and they were both great ideas, Andy, I have to say. We, did, we didn't say sheet-powered washing machine, okay? That's American <laughs> idea. It's not an not Australian idea. Koala-powered washing machine. I'm going to steal the idea and, and bring it over <laughs> Ooh, here. Ooh, that one, that one would be good. Uh, we do want to remind everyone that we do have a members-only special that is going to be coming out soon. We don't know when, but soon. Um, so if you aren't a material supporter or a Relay FM supporter, get on that right now. Go to relay.fm forward slash material if you want to support us directly. Um, and I think there's also another one if you want to support the show. And I am trying to blank and I'm not trying to just say don't support the entire network, but I can't remember the, the URL. Does anyone remember? Is it uh, relay.fm? Oh, they don't need the URL. You support our show or you support nothing. Go, go do it. <laughs> <laughs> membership. Okay, relay.fm forward slash membership. There we go. <laughs> so, which includes, you know, lots of perks like getting 50% off anything in our merchandise store and that bonus episode of all the Relay shows. They're actually making us do more work, okay? This is what's really happening. So I need you to go subscribe so that we can, you know, have listeners that actually listen to our additional work that we have to do. Uh, I think we just got to tell it how it is. It's additional work. It is. Yep. Or overload. And blink twice and yes, if, you, if you're being, uh, uh, you know, taken, taken advantage of. Just blink twice. Ah, <laughs> oh, audio listeners, you didn't see that, but I, I think has been blink twice. <laughs> flip, flip oh, open the tab twice for the soda pop cans. <laughs> and also, I mean, very few of us have either the talent, the athletic ability, the mental focus, or the connections on the uh, on the regional Olympic committee to actually participate and medal in the Olympics. But uh, here at Relay FM, it's just as simple as again sponsoring a membership because we have silver and gold. We're not even going to mess with bronze. If you're an Olympic <laughs> athlete, bronze is amazing. It's better than one in a hundred thousand people can achieve. Uh, but actually, that that's kind of weird. It's silver, then there's gold, and then there's annual above that which is like 10 times uh, a greater commitment but you don't get a special precious metal or a gemstone yeah someone should fix it's just yeah, like that to that, 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 like that metallic that. blue that the next iphone is going to be in but we won't we're not giving you a free iphone <laughs> <laughs> and yeah you might need to to find a phone that has a, a port an audio port to listen Oh, just... we, can, we can keep zinging that one for as long as we can <laughs> yeah where are you going to plug your headphones in doesn't matter. So, also, yeah, so I, l- lastly, but, but before I let this go, I, just, I really want to make sure that we know, like, you can really stick it to that Michael Phelps creep. 
okay? Because he thinks he's such a big shot with 19 gold medals. If you, let's say, instead of clicking the annual button, let's say you click the gold button 20 times. That's just $10 each hit. You will have 20 gold. <laughs> Not like that, so that who's slimy... Really the who, who always smells like chlorine. Let's face it. Okay? His hair does that weird thing because he doesn't condition after he gets out of the pool. My God, you will like be the king or the queen of your next high school reunion. 20 gold. So what have you, you done in these 10 gold. years? I have supported Relay FM 20 times that has gotten me 20 gold medals. Yeah, there just, you, go. you can buy a actual, way to go. Actual gold medals not included. Sorry. So it's, it's free to listen, to say but it, it costs to win. Ooh, that sounds, that sounds deep. And I think we need to end on that note because <laughs> we, we really just need to think about think about what it, what was said. Andy, where can people find you and stay connected with you? As usual, you can spell my name, then you get access to my Twitter feed. I'm Anatko on Twitter or go to anatko.com for my blog uh, that will have links to my column on the Sun-Times and other things that I'm, uh, I've tricked people into paying me to do. And Russell, where can people stay connected with you? Uh, people can find me at Rusty Shelf on Twitter where they'll find my secret plans for working on my idea, the koala-powered washing machine. I didn't get get inspired by anything. It's my idea. I had That's all, all fine. It's like, just like I said. Just just like we can take uh, copyrighted Olympic footage, and so long as we just like put googly eyes on one of the players for like ten seconds, we've made a modification to it and a parody <laughs> of it, and therefore we're untouchable. Exactly. Well, the I just, I just want to see that little nod towards, okay, we acknowledge that this is Andy's idea, and if we're going to screw him over, we're going to have to at least expend minimal effort to screw him over. All I want is that minimal effort. Minimal effort is my <laughs> you're, you're middle name, Russell. Andy. You got it. Russell Ivanovic, you're, you're, you're a gentleman, and you're, you definitely have earned the money that I didn't spend on pocket casks. I think you gave me a comp of, as a reviewer a couple of years Did ago. I wonder if there's some way I can call that back. I might, I might give Tim Cook whoa, a call whoa, after whoa. this podcast and be like, hey, Timmy, whoa, whoa. can yeah, we refund get, this? Get, get on a call with Tim. And I, not, I, not only, I not only bought a legit <laughs> copy, I also paid for the web subscription because it was just that cool. Aww. Or maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Phil. Was it Phil that tweeted out a pocket cast link on accident? And, uh <laughs> On accident? It, no. No, but if, if you want to well, buy it. it wasn't on accident, While, while we're spooking things, pocketcast.com. Why not? Go there. Throw some money at, <laughs> at us. Do it. Anyway, Yasmin, where, where can people find you? We never get to ask they you that can, question. You never get to ask me. I just have to be like, hey, everyone, I'm still here. Remember me. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on at Yasmin Evian on Twitter. Tweet, tweeter, tweeter. The tweeters. <laughs> the Twitters. And you can find us um, at on Twitter at, at Material Podcast and no... The Material Podcast is not verified. Sad face, but you can still find us, Material Podcast. You can also find us on the web at relay.fm forward slash material. And you can send us feedback. Let us know where we messed up, uh, what things we got wrong, and what we did right at materialpodcast at gmail.com. And maybe I shouldn't have asked specifically for that because I know you listeners. I know you you, you will. Um, so thanks, everyone, for listening. Until next time, stay in material. Hey, and keep on telling us where you're from because it's kind of like our own Olympics where we are finding out all the different countries that make up material. Material.